Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. We are wrapping up my book, You Can Be Fit, my seven easy fitness strategies for taking back your life right now. And I'm going to pick up with chapter eight. If you missed any of the previous episodes, you can go back and download those. I'm going to start here, chapter eight. Chapter eight, superheroes and the folks who love them. Winning is about heart not just legs. It's got to be in the right place. Lance Armstrong. Superheroes and the folks who love them. My family, when I was growing up, was like most good families. Big and boisterous at times, big and quarrelsome at other times. I had a sister and a brother older than me, and a sister and brother younger. My dad came from Guatemala at the age of 19, not knowing a word of English and built a very successful plumbing business, carving out his piece of the American dream. My family loved to eat, not only often, but a lot. We had tables filled with food at every occasion, tortillas, enchiladas, rice, and beans. We didn't know what a calorie was and didn't care. Unlike many kids my age, I was chubby. My mom would take us to Taco Bell, and I'd order 10 tacos. Seriously. The manager knew us by name and usually gave me an extra free taco because we bought so many. My dad, getting upset with mom, would say, No, bud, you don't need ten tacos. I'll get you three. I want ten, I'd argue. That's too many. You shouldn't eat so much. That's about as close as we came to talking about nutrition. As I said, we were like most good Latin American families. A plentiful supply of food... Love and alcoholic beverages was a mark of success. My dad has always been my hero. He may not own a Batmobile, and he can't bend steel with his bare hands, but he has always been a great dad, and he believes in me. He told me that if I worked hard and stayed focused, I could do anything I set my mind to. After all, hadn't he fulfilled his boyhood dream of coming to the United States? With my dad's encouragement and support, I have fulfilled my ambition of owning a fitness studio and helping others to fulfill their fitness goals. About a year ago, I learned what it felt like to throw on the Batman cape for a short time and be a hero to my dad. Faster than a speeding bullet. Have you ever noticed that superheroes never get tired? All that running, flying, crashing through walls, stopping cars with their bare hands, swinging from building to building, yet we never see them sweat or sleep or stop midair at Subway to replenish the carbs they just burned. No way am I in their league. I'm still working on the running part. But as a fitness trainer, I try to empower my clients to have a body that will support their dreams and goals for as long as they want to live in them. And in doing that, I set an example by eating right exercising, and keeping my own body in the best shape possible. My dad, my hero, the one who abdomished... My dad, my hero, the one who admonished me not to eat so many tacos, had never paid much attention to fitness. Although his family in Guatemala was very health conscious, especially about eating natural foods. Dad arrived in the States in the early 1970s, a decade when fast food drive through restaurants were booming, and he adopted the American attitude towards nutrition right along with drinking Miller Lite and working 16-hour shifts. 
Like most extremely busy people, Dad ate and drank more than was good for him and usually the wrong foods. As his business grew and he became successful enough to hire others to do most of the heavy work, he got less and less exercise. Eventually, the more sedentary lifestyle caught up with him. He started gaining weight and I started worrying about his health. When I encouraged him to eat better and become more active, Dad surprised me by agreeing. He saw what I was doing with my life and the healthy habits I was instilling in others. Even though he wasn't ready to start hitting the gym every day, he agreed that better fitness was a possibility for him, that he might like to give it a try. He's always supported me. While I was a student at Texas A&M, my dad drove up to College Station from Houston twice a week so that I could train him. During this time, my fiance and I decided to train for the Houston Half Marathon. I tried to convince my dad to sign up for the 5K, which is a three-mile run. That's a lot of running for anyone not used to much exercise. The day before the race, he went with us to pick up our packets. Where's yours, I asked him. I knew he hadn't trained at all for this race, so it didn't surprise me when he admitted, I haven't signed up yet. Actually, he thought he was going to wiggle his way out of it, but I dragged him over to the registration table and got him enrolled in the 5K. There were 20,000 people at that marathon, all milling about setting up booths, snapping pictures of their friends. By accident, Dad met up with two of my clients that had also signed up for the 5K. They ran with him the whole way, slowing down to his pace, which must have been motivating because Dad ran the entire 3.2 miles without stopping. Later that day, we were at my older brother's house celebrating my uncle's birthday. We had lots of family around, and I heard Dad telling them about the race. He couldn't believe he had finished it. Sure, he'd gone along, partly to humor me, I think, but without actually believing he would run. But he did run, and he finished. As he told the story, I could see the realization sinking in of what he'd actually accomplished. Afterward, he pulled me aside, and with tears in his eyes, told me how much I inspired him. I was proud of him. I couldn't help feeling a little bit like a hero for being the inspiration he needed to start creating a healthier life for himself. I want my dad to enjoy a long, happy, and energetic future. After that first 5K, dad began working out with a trainer in Houston and completed 11 more 5Ks in the following year. Nutrition is still his biggest struggle, but he eased up on drinking, keeping it mostly to the weekends. And in March of 2008, Dad ran his first 10K. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's super mom. In the area of health, every family has its own unique habits and challenges. But fitness among the American population has become a national concern. After experiencing the pride and relief of seeing my younger brother and my dad adopt healthier lifestyles, I made strategy number seven, lead by example including all the people you love in a fitness revolution. A new state physical fitness test has confirmed that one challenge had become universal among Texas school-aged children. They are seriously out of shape and in need of more exercise and better nutrition. A physical fitness assessment measured the strength, stamina, flexibility, and body composition of 2.6 million students from 3rd through 12th grades. Touted as the largest exam of its type, the assessment conducted in Texas in 2007 showed that 
only 32% of third grade girls and 28% of third grade boys passed the test with healthy performance levels. Fitness declined with each grade level. By 12th grade, less than 9% of the girls and 8% of the boys made passing marks. These numbers are alarming. As a mom or dad, you want to give your kids the best start in life. But they go to school and you go to work. That's eight hours, five days a week. When you have a little or no opportunity to influence their physical activity. You spend another eight hours a day sleeping. Then there's bathing, brushing your teeth, and all the other personal maintenance that superheroes never need to do. And since you don't have super, Superman's cape or Wonder Woman's invisible jet plane, there's travel and carpooling time, grocery shopping, choir practice, various meetings. That leaves perhaps two or three hours a day tops to squeeze in family nutrition and exercise. What can you do? You don't need superpowers to become a hero to your family. All you need is a plan that includes nutrition and exercise. Focus on family. Make the most of the time you spend together. Plan your after-dinner hour around family activities such as walking, biking, or volleyball. Not only will the whole family become more fit, you'll have a chance to talk about your day. Join a gym. Whether it's the local YMCA or a commercial gym, you'll find one that offers plenty of opportunity for you to join your kids in swimming, racquetball, an aerobics class, or some other exercises that are fun. One hour, three times a week will increase everyone's energy level and muscle tone while also improving brain function for sharper focus at school and work. Number one, turn off the screen. For most teenagers, television, computers, and video games account for about 20 hours of their time per week. That's nearly three hours a day. And some kids spend up to 40 or 50 hours in front of a screen, according to the American Heart Association. After they've been sitting in school most of the day, and now that they finally have a chance for some fresh air and healthy activity, only their fingers are getting any exercise. It's true that computers and video games are important to today's kids and likely be a big part of shaping their future, but getting them up, out of a chair, and moving is equally important. Number two, be a role model. When you and your children enjoy time together in some form of physical activity, those kids are more likely to stay focused for the rest of their lives rather than viewing exercise as an unwelcome chore. They'll equate it with fun. Number three, be supportive. One of the most important things you can do is to let your family know that you want only the best for them. And this includes good health. Never put a child on a highly restrictive diet unless a physician recommends it for a medical reason. When good food choices are available and the whole family is included in planning the fitness program, kids will grow up making better health decisions more often. Able to leap tall buildings with a single bound. If your superpowers include the ability to look into the future of all your family and friends and help them bypass any obstacles, would you do it? It doesn't take psychic powers to know that a fit body will carry a person closer to fulfilling their dreams than a body that is overweight, out of shape, and unfit for life's hurdles. Seeing the results of the Texas Physical Fitness Assessment in the schools, and with the rising rate of obesity-related illnesses, it's clear that health needs to become a priority in more American households. Regular exercise, combined with healthy eating habits, is the most efficient and healthful way to control weight, 
build strong bone and muscle, and guard against diseases of the heart, lungs, and other organs. Family involvement helps to teach everyone healthful habits, good attitudes, and how to make smart choices. Apply fitness strategy number seven and lead by example. Be the superhero your family deserves by knocking down the barriers to a fit and healthy future. Share with all the people you love my seven easy fitness strategies, which you'll find summarized in my closing remarks. We worry about what a child will become tomorrow, yet we forget that he is someone today. Stacia Tauscher. Last words. Fitness is a choice. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. Aristotle. Fitness is a choice. I've been looking for a new car, and I haven't yet decided what to buy. But it got me thinking about how well I took care of my Yukon when I first bought it. I wanted to make sure it didn't get scratched, dirty, or otherwise messed up. If mud splashed on the fender or a drink spilled in the seat, I cleaned it right away. I was so particular when the Yukon was brand new. It's not that old now, just three years, but I'm more laid back about spills and splashes. I don't wash it as often. That's the way people treat their bodies. As infants, we relied on other people to take good care of us. A baby gets breast milk and the best baby food. People watch so we don't fall. As children get older, they get to select more of their own food. And what do they choose? Pop-Tarts, sugary breakfast cereal, pizza, turning their noses up to vegetables. Many of them become obese. And as grown-ups, we still don't take such good care of ourselves. If your car gets old, breaks down, or wears out, you buy a new one. It doesn't work like that for your body. The body you have right now is the only one you'll ever get. If you keep your gas tank filled on your brand new Mazda, but never check the oil, the car's engine is going to eventually fill with sludge. If you never change the air filter, the carburetor is going to clog up and the engine won't get the right amount of oxygen. If you don't keep the tires aired up, it won't matter how much gas is in the tank, you aren't going anywhere. We make decisions every day as we put food in our bodies. We want this, or we think we need that, or we're just hungry. Your body needs certain nutrients, and your metabolism is going to have to process all the foods you take in regardless of whether your choices are good or bad. An excess amount of one nutrient is going to cause something else to slow down or build up, or finally, to quit working completely. If our bodies were as quick as our vehicles to react to ill treatment, maybe we'd take better care. But the human body is incredibly adaptable. If you feed it too much ice cream and potato chips, it just stores the excess as fat and keeps going. If you fail to eat enough protein, it steals protein from your muscle tissue and keeps going. If you fill it with sodas instead of water, your liver and kidneys will be overworked, but until they give up completely, your body will keep going. Then you wake up one day and you're 40 years old, but you look 60 and you're breathing hard after a short walk around the block. Like your broke down Mazda, your body didn't get the care it deserved. Fitness is a choice. Every day you make choices about what you're going to do, how you're going to live, and who you're going to care about. Fitness is yours, if you want it. Exercise is free. Water is free. And for most of us, eating wisely costs less than eating fast. So why not treat your body as well or better than you treat your car? You'll never be able to trade it in for a new model. So keep it well tuned up, and I promise you'll get a lot more mileage out of it.
Success is not about perfection. Try this. Mix a tablespoon of salt and one-eighth cup of water. Could you drink that without throwing up? Add a pint of water to that mixture. Not especially tasty, but not impossible to drink, right? Now add enough water to make a gallon. You can barely taste the salt. In fact, there's probably more salt in your favorite soup. The amount of salt in that gallon of water is like mixing a couple of cheat days, those days when you don't follow your eating plan 100% into your week. The rest of the week, you followed good nutrition all the way. Let's call those Charlie days. Five Charlie days to two cheat days is not bad. With 52 weeks in a year, that's 260 Charlie days to 104 cheat days. Perfection would mean eating every meal exactly right 365 days a year. But if we're keeping score, 260 is a lot better than zero. Like salt in the water, the excess your metabolism has to handle on those 104 cheat days is lessened by the larger number of days your metabolism is being fed properly and is happily working at high efficiency. Success is about progress. For every hour I spend with my clients, they spend another 48 to 72 hours on their own. I have to figure out how to get a message into their heads that will keep them focused until the next workout. That's why I created my seven easy fitness strategies. Keep these where you can see them and refer to them daily. It's important not to become overwhelmed and stressed when changing previous habits. These seven strategies will help you transition into a healthy lifestyle. It's important to remind yourself frequently that you're making changes to improve your health. These seven strategies will remind you. It's equally important to not get frustrated with yourself if you mess up and to learn from your mistakes. The best reminder I know is this. Fitness is a choice. You get to make that choice every day of your life. If you choose to skip a day, tomorrow gives you another chance to get it right. Stay the course. I've had many blessings in my life, including my family and my friends, but two of those blessings I count as extremely fortunate. And they occurred at the same time, at a time when my life choices could have sent me in many different directions. The first was choosing to attend Texas A&M University. The unique environment of A&M imprints itself on every choice you make for the rest of your life. As part of the overall experience there, I gained a significant measure of responsibility and self-discipline. The second blessing was choosing to make health and fitness an important part of my life. That single choice influenced subsequent decisions about drinking, staying up late, and other unsupportive habits college students fall into. Many mornings, I'd get out of bed at 4.30 a.m. to begin my day and find my roommate still awake from the previous night's party. Being aware of how alcohol and unhealthy foods would affect my performance at the gym, I refused to abuse my body as many of my age group were doing. I still had fun, I had friends, and I had a great time in college. My health commitment kept me focused and on course. I often think back to that earlier Charlie, chubby, out of shape, lacking in confidence, and wonder where he might be right now if he'd chosen the same path as some of his friends. One of my best friends failed to graduate college because of choices he made. As you commit to your own fitness program, you're about to change completely. Don't be afraid of discipline. It's easier than you might imagine. Don't expect to do it all exactly the way I would. We're all different. Most of all, 
make good choices that fit your lifestyle, and empower yourself to live the wonderful life you deserve. Improvement begins with I, Arnold H. Glasgow. During the course of writing this book, I was sitting in church one Sunday, and the sermon especially connected to what I was feeling about reclaiming the health and fitness God granted us all. The title of the sermon was, How Do I Overcome My Greatest Inadequacies? Many people feel weak when attempting to begin eating better and working out. This verse from the scripture spoke to me. Stay the course, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Lastly, here's the seven easy fitness strategies. Number one, mentally commit to the healthy body you really want and schedule fitness into your lifestyle. Number two, set realistic goals with interim benchmarks based on a practical fitness plan. Number three, target the flag, ignoring all obstacles along the way. Number four, enroll your metabolism to work for you by fueling your body the way it wants to be fueled. Number five, do it right the first time, cutting through the myths and choosing a sensible path to fitness. Number six, appreciate the entirety of what exercise and good nutrition can do for you. Number seven, lead by example, including all the people you love in a fitness revolution. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.